I'm Johnny Reinhardt. And I'm Megan Francis. And you're listening to the Meet the Makers podcast. In this show, we talk to the masters who create beer, wine, and spirits in Southwest Michigan to hear what inspires their craft. It's all part of the Makers Trail. You can learn all about the makers that are part of the Makers Trail at makerstrail.org and plan your route with the map available right at their website, makerstrail.org. And now it's time to meet the makers. Well, hello there, and welcome to another season of the Meet the Makers podcast. It's a beautiful spring day today. I don't know if you can hear the birds chirping in the background, but it's a nice sunny day, and we are very excited to kick off the new season of the Meet the Makers podcast. Going to do a lot of episodes this spring and also in the fall as we get ready for all of the great things happening. The Makers Trail Festival coming up soon, and so many great things. Be sure to check out makerstrail.org for all the things happening. Be sure to keep track of uh, us on Facebook and make sure you subscribe to this podcast because you not only can listen to the last 16 episodes from last year, but also you're getting ready to uh, listen to, I believe... I think we're doing 20 episodes. We're going to try and do 20 episodes and try and get as many of the places along the Maker's Trail as we can. We got a great one lined up for you next. We're going to be talking with Rocky and Allison. They are the owners and husband-wife duo of Gravity Winery in Baroda, and it is a really cool place to go and check out. Uh, Oh my gosh, I highly suggest it. They were actually doing some remodeling when I was there uh, just a little while ago, so really look Looking forward to it. Sit back, relax, maybe pour yourself a glass of wine and enjoy this latest episode of the Meet the Makers podcast. We're at Gravity Winery and we're talking with uh, Rocky and Allison and your husband-wife duo. Uh, and love this place. Uh, currently doing some a little bit of remodeling, but uh, you're making the place better and better um, because it's a beautiful place to check out and uh, first before we talk more about the the winery and everything I want to dive deep into how this all got started Uh, we'll start with you Rocky how where did your passion for for wine and all of that get started Uh, you know it actually started not just with a passion for wine but with a passion to want to share kind of this beautiful country we have with Mm -hmm. other people Um, I grew up out here just outside of Broda on the farm, and we raised apples, peaches, strawberries, cherries, and I spent every day working outside, and I just remember as a kid thinking how beautiful it was out here, Um, you know, the rolling hills and being close to Lake Michigan. I was like, wow, God's blessed us with such an awesome area here to Mm -hmm. live in. How could we share that with other people? And so that kind of evolved as I got older and then started enjoying wine as well. I was like, hey, what a good opportunity to combine (laughs) The beautiful countryside here with wine as well and so um that's w- really where it came from uh you know physically we got into the grape business in back in 1997 i had just graduated from a two-year agricultural program at michigan state university and i came back here to the family farm and we had a peach orchard that we took out okay and uh dad tasked me with the assignment of figuring out what we could plant in this spot that could grow peaches um so i looked into a lot of different things and wine grapes take very good sites up on high hills uh sandy loamy soil very similar to peaches and so i realized hey if we can grow peaches on that site we can probably grow some wine grapes so we planted some wine grapes and um the story definitely evolves from there but Mm -hmm. anyways that's how we got started was to plant some grapes that uh, was on a peach site 
That's wonderful. Yeah, it's what's so great about this area is that, uh, you know, it's the fruit belt, but it's because the soil and the area is just so prevalent and so great for growing just about anything. Like you said, I mean, grow peaches, but then you could also grow wine grapes. Yeah, no, we're very blessed. Like I said, um, and at, when I was super, super young, uh, we grew even more stuff than that. And we've, yeah. you know, over the the years become more specialized to where now all I grow is wine grapes. Um, but yeah, the, the fact that we can grow anything from, you know, strawberries to peaches to grapes to, you know, besides the Central Valley of California, you probably heard this on your other casts, mm-hmm. but um, we're the most diverse fruit and vegetable producing region in the entire country besides the Central Valley of California. That's yeah. pretty awesome. That is pretty awesome. And uh, so you're from this area originally. Um, this is, you know, a beautiful Beautiful region, the Berrien Springs Baroda region, and uh, you grew up and uh, went to high school at Berrien Springs. I did. I'm a Shamrock, class of '96. Um, <laughs> I actually grew up in my childhood home right down the road, about a half a mile from here, uh-huh. where I'm sitting today. And actually, where this building sits right now, I can remember as a little kid planting it out to peaches and cherries. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, this is where I'm from. That's wonderful. And so you said you started doing the the wine grapes. Uh, about 97 or so, right? Yeah, Roughly. back then, like I said, I just got out of this program at Michigan State and just, uh, at the time thought that going into the family business was a good idea. And so that's when we first planted grapevines was back in 97. Some Cabernet Franc and some Traminet, which are actually still in the ground today. Mm-hmm. And they're actually some of our best producing blocks we have on the entire farm. That's absolutely amazing. And, you know, that, you know, Gravity Winery had not started yet, but... Uh, so where does it go from there? So the the grapes are in the ground. They're growing well. Where did it go from there? Well, um, my personal story kind of diverged from the grape production for a while. I worked uh, back in the family business for a few years and quickly realized that maybe it wasn't the best fit for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dad and I were both very, very similar, so we kind of uh, tend to butt it heads a little bit. And so anyways, after a few years, I actually left, went back to college, went back, got my master's degree. Um, worked some other jobs for a while, which was great because during that time is when I met my beautiful wife, Allison. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did some other jobs for a while. And then about the time that I saw dad was probably going to be thinking about retiring somewhat soon, I approached him. He had a number of different properties, about seven different properties. And I said, Hey dad, you've got this one property that it's got an old peach orchard on it, different from where we had originally planted the grapes. I said, I have a feeling that peach orchard is going to get pushed out here in the next couple of years you're getting close enough to retirement that even if you replant it, you'll never get to see the fruit from that tree. Mm-hmm. Uh, why don't you sell that land to me? And uh, so I bought the land from him and I planted out my own block of grapes and started selling those. And so that all happened back in 2000, 2006. And so wow. about nine years had gone past from when we originally planted that first block of grapes. Wow. That's great. And Allison, uh, you know, you're, you're part of this team and, uh, you know, you guys have had this, it's like a family business. It's like, it's like a baby. It is. It, you know, I was a teacher and I started to realize as my husband got into planting grapes and was out on the farm a lot, and, you know, we had a little more passion than just being farmers. And, um, we wanted to add a little more to that. And we thought, you know, we could, we could make wine. So we did, we started trying to make wine in our basement. Mm-hmm. And I'll okay. have to tell you first couple times it was not good (laughs) no um but slowly over time it got better and people really wanted to try it and um, we're really enjoying it and we said that's a fun bonding moment though when you when you think like 
let's make some wine in the basement and it, it's like yeah. a, it, it goes from a, a fun little activity maybe get a couple friends involved and and if it happens to be kind of okay even if it's bad you're, you're gonna you know you did it so and you put all the work in there so you're gonna drink it eventually sure. um and it's it's a great way to uh, have a party get a bunch of friends together and mm -hmm. Get rid of all the wine that eh, maybe if it wasn't so good, but through time you you guys were persistent and uh, thought this will get better. You know we got we we know how to grow them. We know all all the different things, and like you said, the passion for for creativity and and all that uh, kind of worked its way through, and you you got better at it, and the, yeah. now you have delicious, wonderful wine from the the great grapes that uh, you guys have grown, and it's just a really really cool thing. Yeah, you know, one of the things that was very fortunate for us is that some of the other winery owners in the area kind of took us under their wing. Mm -hmm. Because, like I said, I grew up on a farm where we raised apples, peaches, cherries, that sort of thing. And so I knew how to grow things, but I had no, not only no idea how to make wine, I had no guidance in how to make wine. A lot of people learn the family business from their parents who were doing it. My parents not only did not make wine, they didn't even drink wine. Um, and so I couldn't learn the craft from them. Sure. So when we uh, got ready to move from just growing grapes to also producing wine, uh, luckily I talked to like it's like Wally Mauer over at Domain Bearing Cellars yeah. and Jeff Lemon at Lemon Creek, and these guys were extremely helpful to me. It's such a close knit industry, and there's so much camaraderie that they, they took me under their wing. They helped me learn how to do it. They, you know, anytime I had a problem with any batch I was making, they'd come over and taste it and tell me what was going on with it and so that's been huge for us that's amazing and, and yeah and we've heard that as we've gone down the maker's trail and we've talked to all of these different places is that is the biggest thing like you said is that there's this camaraderie and this like friendship and and the teamwork involved and what's great is when you put all these wonderful people together you come up with ideas and it makes better for everybody yeah no absolutely that's so true and you know, we all, I think, sharpen each other a little bit. I mean, if you were the only winery in the entire area, you could make wine like we used to make in our basement and sure. nobody would know the difference. But the fact <laughs> is, because there are so many, you know, makers or wineries here in the area, you've got to continually be up in your game a little bit yeah. to keep up with the quality product. But at the same time, it's also allowed us to differentiate. And so, you know, there's 10 wineries within five minutes of here that everyone's doing something a little bit different, yeah. whether it's in the type of products that we're making or the experience that we're offering. And the growth of the industry has allowed each of us to kind of specialize, which is really cool. Definitely. I, I definitely agree with that. So who came up with the name Gravity Winery? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was a while ago, but I guess we wanted a name that was memorable and easy to pronounce. And, yeah. You know, um, Originally, that's how people made wine. It was uh, the process of dumping the grapes in at the top of the hill and using um, gravity fed and flow process down um, a hill to get each step in the process done. I didn't even know that. Yeah. I no, mean, yeah. Back, a, back before there was fancy equipment that you had to pay thousands and thousands of dollars for. Right. Uh, Winemakers used to use, literally, like my wife said, just build their system on the side of a hill. And in, in the winemaking process, there's a lot of moving juice and wine from one tank to the next. Well, without a pump, you got to use the flow of gravity. Okay. So uh, I've noticed as I've walked through, uh, I've noticed the color blue <laughs> is, is a theme for pretty much everywhere you go around in gravity. And I, I love the color blue. But what's what's with the color blue? What what's what what do you guys love so much about it? 
Well, blue reminds you of Lake Michigan um, and so where we are and we really couldn't grow grapes without being this close to Lake Michigan and the effect that it has on our climate and the temperatures. And then it's also um, a great color for blue bottles. It's very memorable. Um, I've seen a ton of people make awesome crafts out of their blue bottles. They want to keep them. We actually just redid our tasting room and we put crushed blue wine bottles into the countertop and it looks awesome and it just is a great way to remind you where you were. Um, It's also a color that is supposed to ignite creativity and um, you know, it kind of just helps you relax and feel like you're on vacation. That's what's so great, and uh, that's absolutely perfect because that's what you want when you when you have someone walk into your tasting room. Uh, you want them to have that relaxed, fun, creative kind of feeling, and it, a lot of times, yeah, people are on vacation most of the time, coming uh, and visiting this uh, beautiful wine country, and even the people that are locals, they feel like they're on vacation when they come to a place like this because you'll walk out uh, to, to the winery and you'll be like, oh man. Where am I? You almost yeah. you almost feel like I've never in people that have never been here before too may live right down the road and just drive by and it's like oh I should go check that place out. But yeah, when you walk in to this tasting room, it is absolutely beautiful. Tell tell me for people that have haven't been here before, give me that kind of description of what it's going to be like when I walk into the room at Gravity Winery. You know. One of the things that we did differently here at Gravity when we started is the tasting process. Mm -hmm. Um, Many people that have been to wineries are familiar with walking, going up to the tasting bar, uh, getting handed the wine guide, and then kind of standing at the the bar going through the tasting. We realized um, that people really, really wanted to go to wineries for a social experience, right? Mm -hmm. And so they were going out with friends or family and wanted to sit down and relax with people. And so... That's one of the things we, we tried to capitalize on here is we, we have a beautiful location in that we sit up high on this hill overlooking vineyards and a little lake over here. And so we built this beautiful deck and we said, hey, why not give people the chance to enjoy it while they're doing their wine tasting? Oh. And so we started serving wine right from day one in, in a flight. And so what that means is they come in and they get to choose four different wines where we actually pour pretty decent size, we call them mini glasses of wine. So they yeah. get four mini glasses of wine and then they get also um, cheese and crackers that that are paired with those wines, and then that's all on a tray that they can then take down, take and sit out on the deck, and kind of relax and do their tasting at their own pace, rather than feeling pressured to hurry up and be done because there were people right behind them waiting to get up to the bar. So it's a, it's a lot more what I'll call laid back experience because they can actually do their tasting at their seats. Yeah, that is always the uh, the thing when you walk into a winery is that you almost feel slightly pressured where it's like, uh, oh, but I, I, yeah. uh, uh, I mean, even if you ask me, like you said, uh, Allison, you asked me before, what do you like, red, white, you know, sweet? This. <laughs> I, I yeah. like I like all different kinds yeah. because yeah. I like to uh, try the varieties because um, as many different wineries as you go to, every one seems to have different, you know, a, a different taste, different feel, different atmosphere when you walk in so i mean i'm just enjoying the experience and then i also have a glass of wine in my hand which which is also great yeah Yeah. so uh also since you're doing the remodeling uh it looks absolutely beautiful so uh for people that have not been to gravity this is a a a great place to check out and people that have already been to gravity you guys have got some great things in store 
Uh, what about uh, summer's coming around here soon? What What do you guys have planned for summertime? Yeah, it's a great time of year to come out and see as um, you know spring starts to come come out from the snow you start to see the leaves coming out and the buds and um just the vineyards look great but also you know we start to do our live music memorial day weekend through september on um sundays two to five and it's a great time just to get a glass sit out and relax and just take in the atmosphere and immerse yourself in the vineyard yeah and have that get that wine flight sit with your friends enjoy some great live music enjoy the beautiful view of the vineyard and the great weather, hopefully, that we have this summer. I think it's going to be really, really nice. Cross our fingers for it. Um, but that's really great. What about uh, other events that you guys do throughout the year? What are your like mainstay kind of events that you like to do? Well, um, we have uh, the Waco Beach um, mm-hmm. wine event through um, the Maker's Trail. And so that's coming up. And we're super excited for that to be with a whole bunch of other wineries and just everyone in their different varieties so that people can compare and contrast the different wines um, and have some great music. Yeah, that's really great. I'm super excited about the, the, I'm glad that you mentioned that because I'm super excited about the Maker's Trail event that's going to be at Waco Beach because it's one of, in my opinion, it's probably one of the first times that we've been able to get the breweries and the wineries and the distilleries all together mm-hmm. in one place in one fun day. Yeah. And uh, like I, I mentioned uh, before we started here is that uh, I remember talking to you guys a few years ago mm-hmm. and uh, I got to try some of your delicious wine and it was just an amazing experience, a memorable experience too, because not only was the wine great, but I remember it was a super hot day and you guys were like, Hey, um, we got some some red wine that we actually serve cold. So what what was that wine? Yeah, that's actually our irresistible red. It's um, an awesome blend um, that comes out very berry forward, lots of fruity flavors, kind of like jammy fruit preserves, uh, and it's all done in stainless steel. And so when you do that, uh, it brings out those flavors even more, and it makes it really nice and refreshing, which is hard to do sometimes mm-hmm. with a red on a, a hot day. Sure. It's, um, it's kind of what you want. That's wonderful. Rocky, I got to ask you, i put you on the spot. What is your favorite wine, not just to drink, but also maybe to make favorite wine that you make and the favorite wine that you drink the same one. That's a great question. And in all honesty, it changes probably seasonally or okay. at least, you know, every year, but you know, in this case, I'm going to answer. Yes. We make a wine called bubbly. Okay. That is a Pinot Noir Rosé. Uh, that's oh. also you know, sparkling. And so we, the, the, how we first ended up making it was kind of a funny story. We didn't really intend to do it, but the, the Pinot Noir grapes didn't get quite to the ripeness that we wanted them okay. to. And so I wasn't going to be real happy with putting it out there as a variety. So we ended up making it into a rosé, um, sparkling rosé. And um, it's good. I mean, yeah. uh, I really, really like the wine. It's got a, a nice, you know, uh, crispness to it it's refreshing yeah. the the bubbles are i mean the sparkling is just it's it's fun to drink it tastes good and it appeals to to lots of different people because on one hand it's not right. completely bone dry um there's a touch of residual sugar in it but at the same time it's definitely not a sweet wine yeah. and so for those people that like something just an off dry but that's refreshing it's a great celebration wine and so i, I really really i mean i think it's one of the best wines 
yeah. around, at least here. But uh, that, yeah. no, that sounds awesome. <laughs> and, and the fact that it's called bubbly, I yeah, mean, I'm, simple, I sign right? me up for that. Yeah, it's really simple. It's nice and pink, and it's yeah. just it's it's a great wine. And so. it's like like you said, it's great to have year round. Yeah. Uh, you know, but also you know when say New Year's Eve or any kind of celebration, maybe a wedding or something like that. It's a good thing to have. I would drink it more often, but I honestly like selling it a lot. So, <laughs> yeah, I think I think I could probably drink half the um, amount that we make. And sure. So I, I try to limit myself to you know a bottle every once in a while. Okay. So. You know, awesome. every day should be a celebration. No. Yeah. So don't don't wait for a celebratory day, <laughs> yeah. but you sure. know, celebrate the day. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Allison, what is your favorite wine? Ooh, I would have to go with our Cab Franc. Um, I like a deep, dark red that's woody and robust. And um, this one is that. uh, You definitely can't miss the oak in it. Um, That profile really comes out. It's nice and almost gritty. Like... (laughs) Um, so it just, it makes me excited to drink it. I like that, um, you have to sip it. It's not something that you can drink like water super fast. And so, um, it, yeah. And I mean, just from a maker's perspective is that we did that one very differently. We didn't filter it, which is very unusual. Um, we did it in American oak versus French oak, which gives a little bit more aggressive oak to it. And so there's some things we tried to do differently with that wine to get that out of it. Right. And it's definitely not your typical Cab Franc because of that, yeah, um, uh, because of the course filtering. Sure. Yeah. So. Wow. That's awesome. So the, you uh, have actually brought a glass of wine for me uh, and I have not yet tried it. So tell me about this wine and what this is and what it's all about. So that is our Traminette. Um, I picked that one because you said you didn't know which one you wanted to try. And so I, this one's perfect. It's semi-sweet it's not too sweet it's not too dry yeah it's one i would take to someone's house when i don't know what to buy somebody um it's a great great for um michigan we can grow it super well um and i just think it has a really good um lasting finish of a little bit of honey um, melon and a little bit of pear as well that's really awesome you know that's off that vineyard we planted back in 97 oh really Yeah. yeah wow it's yeah. it's absolutely delicious. Uh, yeah, I, I I love it. I I just I'm just gonna hang out here. <laughs> <laughs> but what, well, like you mentioned, is uh, a great wine to to bring to someone's house or a party when you when you get together. And that's mm. that is always my when you go anywhere. That is my biggest question. It's like I think I know. I think they like red. But if you're going to a party or get together, you kind of want to get something that most people will enjoy and people aren't like oh well i don't like that it's a dry red i don't i don't want that but you want to like we've said before about you want something that people can enjoy and and have and uh enjoy the experience and be with their friends so it is a great wine to i mean i think i'm just going to bring this to every party that we go to now <laughs> yeah, so i don't have to choose you know i think that we found when you go to a, a dinner party or something you can take one of two routes you can take the daring extreme route and bring them something that maybe they've never even heard of before and then if they don't like it you can just always blame it on like oh i just wanted you to try something different right or you can take the approach of like i'm gonna bring a nice classic off dry white that nobody's going to dislike and i think that this trauma that really really fits into Mm -hmm. that second category um it's not extreme one way or another dry sweet there's nothing crazy about it um we we did a couple of special things to it as we pressed it but my point is it's a it's a wine that you can't go wrong with yeah, that's wonderful. All right, I'm going to put you guys on the spot one more time. Tell me a secret 
Maybe it's something you guys are working on. Maybe it's a new wine. Maybe it's a new thing that may some other people may not know about. Do you have anything for me? I want I want secrets every time. Ooh, <laughs> probably the pink stuff that's coming out. Yeah. Yeah. We have a awesome. So we haven't been able to do Cab Sauvignon in a while because okay. the grapes don't make it through the winter very well. Well, it's more the the growing season. I mean, they're they Cabernet Sauvignon normally ripens up very very late okay. oftentimes we'll pick it in november okay well if you get a frost at the end of october they don't get quite the ripeness level that people have come to expect from a cabernet sauvignon okay so, yeah so we decided to blend um cab sauvignon and cab franc together and make a beautiful rosé and this one's going to be a uh dry rosé and it's okay. a great color it makes you think of sitting out on the deck or um, the dock or on a, your boat and just relaxing while watching the sunset. I mean, it is that color. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. That's a great secret. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I won't tell anyone. No, <laughs> I'm kidding. The secret's out now, so that, right. that's really great. But I, I, I just want to say I really appreciate you guys uh, taking the time and chatting sure. with me. Um, I, I think I'm just going to finish the rest mm-hmm. of this glass of wine. And, uh, that's good. We made more. That's, that's perfect. Yeah. Thanks for listening to another episode of Meet the Makers. We would love for you to leave us a rating or review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. And make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode. Remember, it's all brought to you by the Makers Trail. Plan your route at makerstrail.org.